My name is Eric, and I need you to unlock your mind with the key of imagination. Think outside the box, beyond your comfortability, beyond all logical reasoning. You're entering into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the craziness that lives inside my head. Picture, if you will, the year 1976, Halloween, Instead of dancing in the streets in my first gay Halloween parade on Christopher Street, New York City, I watched the whole parade in a paddy wagon, arrested, and headed for the jailhouse. Now, <clears throat> you might say, how did that happen? Well, I was on my way walking over to Christopher Street. I got a little high, and then I said, well, why should I walk? I could take the train. Then I realized I didn't have enough money to get on the train. So I jumped the turnstile. Now, picture that. A 300-pound gay guy tried to jump the turnstile. Of course, I fell on my face and didn't even see the police officer that was standing there. And it was a white police officer. And he said, I'm going to arrest you for, you know, and I cursed him out. I called him all kinds of names and, and, you know, I was very belligerent. Then this other black officer, because he called, he called his partner. His partner came over and he looked at me and he says, Eric, why are you acting like this? And I couldn't believe he knew my name. When I looked at this black officer, it was a schoolmate that I went to high school with. And I said, oh my God. So I cursed him out. So both of them arrested me, you know, handcuffed me. And um, they had a paddy wagon going around uh, the village that night because I wasn't the only one acting belligerent on Halloween night and drunk. And they said to me, we're going to fix you. My, and my friend also said, we are going to fix you. We're going to arrest you and you're going to get lost in the system. So you better plan to spend some night in jail. And that's what they did. They sat me in the paddy wagon with these other guys. And through this little window, I saw through the window, you could see the parade. The parade was passing by. And I thought to myself, wow, what a corny parade. This is when the parade first started, uh, the Halloween parade first started on Christopher Street. It wasn't that big. Okay, so that's how I spent Halloween. Not over yet. They drove us to what is called Central Booking. Central Booking was downtown Manhattan, <clears throat> not far from the, I guess, I think the uh, 
was it either the yeah the Brooklyn Bridge. So anyway, we're down there. A one is one big cell. Imagine one big cell, one big room with at least ten. At that time, we were the first ones there, so it was ten of us. One toilet. So. As the night went on, more and more people got there, more, more and more guys, rather. And it's hard to sleep, you know, because not all the guys was, you know, most of the guys were drunk. And, you know, when drunk, when you're drunk, you never keep your mouth shut. Everybody's blah, 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 blah. And I probably had a lot to drink and want to go to sleep. So, during the, during the middle of all this, I noticed these three guys in a corner looking at me and whispering. And I said, what's that all about? And then um, this other guy, I have to admit, was quite good looking, walked over to me. Now, mind you, we, we there, was no, there was no furniture in this place, so you, all you could do is sit on the floor. So once I sat down at 300 pounds, I wasn't jumping up. The other thing I didn't want to do either at 300 pounds is take a leak in front of all those guys. But you have no choice. There's only one toilet, so you have to take a leak. Because you can imagine what was going on in that cell. You got to take a leak, take a crap, all on one toilet, and you have something like close to 20 guys. Okay. So this good-looking guy came over to me. He says to me, you know what those three guys over there doing? And I said, no, I wasn't interested. He goes, well, they're plotting to rape you. And I laughed. I said, rape me. How are they going to do that with all these um, COs, correction officers, around? And he and he laughed. He said, they're not going to do anything. They're going to just stand there and watch you get raped. Now, now I don't know anything about being in jail. But obviously, this guy, I guess he was a, a what they call a, a career criminal. So he said, I tell you what. You'll be my bitch. And I'll protect you. Because you're going to need me when we leave here and go to Rikers. And I didn't think about going to Rikers. I mean, then I got kind of scared. I mean, are they really? Am I really going to get lost in the system to the point that I'd be in Rikers Island? The jail, the big the big house of, of the jail house in New York City. So anyway, he, um, I said, okay, why not? He was good looking. So... He stood by me. He put his arms around me. When he put his arms around me, the other three guys got mad. They just rolled their eyes and shrugged their shoulders. And So anyway, he must have had some kind of power. There was three of them and one of him. So, so he stayed with me the rest of that night, you know. Um, then come the next morning, they gave us breakfast, whatever you want to call it. And that was the funny part. The next morning, because he, he slept next to me. We slept sitting side by side the whole night. We woke up. They woke us up and gave us whatever. I guess I don't know it was coffee, but it was some liquid and some food. And sitting on the floor, and all of us were sitting on the floor trying to eat our food. And all of a sudden, this gigantic rat started roaming on the floor because the rat smelled the food. And these guys, these macho guys from the night before was acting like little sissies running to one corner. 
I was scared too. You know, my f- new friend had to help me up, help me up from the floor. It was a huge rat. I never saw a rat that big. It was so fat, looked like that it ate so much that it was busting out of his skin. That's how big it was. Now, living down here in the south, I never saw one this in the north, but living down here in the south, they have it called possum. Well, that's what these rats look like, possums with the face. But, uh, ex- look like the, the exploding face. So anyway, this one guy, I'm telling you this story because this one guy, the black guy, tall, big, he was sitting and eating because he was people was giving him food. He was asking people because he, he ate my food. I couldn't eat it. I don't know what the hell it is. And I could tell by him eating the food and other people's food. He was used to eating that food. So he was he was in his little glory over there eating his food. So the rat was coming towards him. He jumped up and he stomped the rat. I think he had boots on. Stomped the hell of the rat. Squashed it. Just stomped it. And every, I was shocked. Everybody was shocked. I did well. Shocked and got a little scared. I said, "Well, this is, this is reality over here. This ain't, this ain't, you know." So, anyway, he finishes, you know, what, whatever. I like a dummy, not like a dummy, but I was quite embarrassed because I had to take a crap. But then I shouldn't. Oh, what he did was he stood in front of me. He's. I forget what he put up. He put up something in front of me. So that's what the other guys was doing. So that you, you might smell me, but you won't see me. So that's what he did, because I had to take a crap in front of all these guys. There's only one toilet. So anyway, did that. They had one sink. Watch, try my best to wash my, myself up. And then came the time to see the judge. So we go to the courthouse, you know. We all sit in our little courthouse. They call you up and... Call one guy up and he was going to Rikers. Call another guy up and he was going to Rikers. Now, my friend, my protector, was next. Call him up. And he um, he was sentenced to, sentenced to Rikers. These guys had um, violated their parole. That's why they was going back to Rikers. So anyway, I was next. Now, mind you, if you're going to go back to Rikers... You stay, you, they put you on this side because they're going to line you up. I guess you're going to go back on the same paddy wagon that brought us in there. So I, I stand in front of the judge and the judge read that I was finally, he, he they, I, I don't know if I got lost or not, but my case got lost. But he, I was disrespectful to um, police officers and he said that it was this, uh, how you call it, disorderly conduct. Pay a $25 fine and I can go. Now, in fact, to be honest with you, I didn't have $25. I think I had to go to a bondsman or something to get the $25 who paid the $25 for me so I can go home. So I must have good credit, by the way, for him to do that. So anyway, so I'm on one side. I'm released. I can go home. And my protector couldn't, he get, he had this look on his face, like he was pissed. Because he was going to Rikers. I was going home. Now, I don't know if you like that story or not, but that's how I spent my very first gay uh, Halloween parade in New York City. I spent it in a paddy wagon. Then 
central booking in a room with 10 guys, smelly guys, one toilet. So, you just heard the craziness that lives inside my head. Thank <laughs> you.